of all of them that I've tried, that one was the worst. Like, ugh. Let me tell you, I just got a LaCroix hibiscus flavor, and it is the best I have ever had. It tastes like perfume. I don't, I don't no, know it what doesn't. I'm talking about. No, it doesn't. It's wonderful. You're weird. Ugh. Okay. Well, let's see. What have you been watching? Oh, I was thinking, I was just writing down, I'm like, what have I been watching? I've been watching nothing. Oh, I've watched a couple of things. Um, Ted Lasso, the first episode, which, Woo! what kind of bullshit is this that they're releasing one episode at a time? Like, I know. Do we know this? I thought season two came out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not episode one of season two. Apparently we were late to the season one game and that's what they've done before. But this is stupid mm-hmm. and I hate it. But <laughs> I loved that first episode. I'm all in on Ted Lasso. Yes. I also watched the newest episode of the American Horror Stories deal. Mm-hmm. Didn't really think I'd like it, but I ended up enjoying it very much. Thought it was pretty good. Last night, I watched um, The Last Letter from Your Lover on Netflix, which sounds so stupid. But mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> but it, it was alright. It has Shailene Woodley in it, and I like her. And uh, it's based on a Jojo Moyes book, and she did the Me Before You. That book destroyed me. I think it's probably better as a book. I feel like they had to cut a lot to make it into a movie. And I thought it was pretty decent as a movie, but I think I'm going to have to go look up the book because that was pretty good. And I finished Never Have I Ever. I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but I finished it the other night and I love that show so much. It just keeps getting better and better. And there's new episodes of the movies that made us on Netflix. They've got Pretty Woman and Back to the Future and Ooh. crap. What was the other one that I watched? Oh, it's right there. It's right there at the top of my head. Force Gump. I was like, it's a Robert Zemeckis movie. What is it? It was Forrest Gump. So, yeah, we watched the Forrest Gump one. We watched the Back to the Future one. Both very interesting. So, if you like, like, weird movie trivia, fun stuff, I don't know. I think those are fun shows to watch. What have you been watching? Uh, well, I have watched Ted Lasso, Woo-hoo! same as you. I watched American Horror Stories episode, same as you. Woo-hoo! And I have started watching Manifest on Netflix, and I like it so far. I thought it would be more of like a, I don't know, maybe supernatural slash government conspiracy, which it kind of is, but there's like a lot of feelings in it. And Gross. Oh, I know. God, this is why I didn't watch This Is Us, because I don't want to watch family drama and cry about it. And I've gotten teary now a couple of times in just the last episode, which is so unlike me. I mean, I didn't cry because I have like a little self-respect, but... <laughs> I did get somewhat teary. I like it. I was talking about it with my boss today, and she was like, oh, yeah, I've been watching that for years. And she said that every season it kind of... So, mm. we'll see. That's typical of most dramas, because that's I just agree. the way it, is, way it is. But I think, like, the big name, TV, like, the NBC, the ABC, CBS shows... I feel mm-hmm. like the the quality on those is so much less than like an HBO or a Netflix series because I don't know if the standards and practices or what they whatever, but I feel like they have to like jump so through so many hoops so that it's just not the quality I don't know. I feel I like they just constantly go down, not like the other like cable stations or whatever. I'm old. I don't know what the words are. But no, you know what I, I mean. I completely understand because I haven't watched a show like this in so long. One that was on TV 
and was on like the weekly thing and, and just happens to now be streaming, which I know there's a lot of that on Hulu. It's just, that's not really what I'm interested in. Right. But I kept seeing all this buzz about how it was canceled and fans were going nuts about it. So I was like, well, I'll just see what all the buzz is about. Well, I see that, like, I didn't realize that This Is Us is ending, too. I didn't realize that. I mean, that was, like, such a huge show. I watched it for the first couple seasons up until, um, spoiler alert, everybody knows that the dad dies. That's, like, the whole freaking premise of the show. But when they actually showed, like, how he died, I watched up until then, and I was like, I'm out. I cannot handle grief shows. Poop out. See you later. It was too much. It was it was like trauma porn. I don't know. I just was too much to yep. cry about. Mm-hmm. That's what I gathered, and that's why <sighs> I never watched it. I don't know if I've mentioned it here, but I've been watching Glee with I the love kids. Glee. I love Glee, but let me tell you something: Glee <laughs> didn't age well. No, it has not. <laughs> it is Glee. so bad. Is so problematic. Oh my god! At least once every episode, I'm like, yeah, we don't really say that anymore. I don't know. That teacher on that show was, whoo, she should have been fired. Yes, Sue Sylvester. Well, there's one episode. Oh my gosh, she's, she's the like worst. Going into this kid about like maybe being trans, and, and I mean, and she didn't use that word. It was like, you like to dress like a girl. And I was like, oh god. I was like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like, it's bad. And she makes all these racist jokes mm-hmm. about the kids in the Glee Club. That uh, It's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. But I can't help it. I love Glee. I love a good mashup. I don't care what you do. Like, a good mm-hmm. mashup is fantastic for me. Yep. I love those mashup songs, but... Yeah, I was just scrolling through my um, Hulu because I was like, what have I watched? And I, and I like clicked on the new, because they've got the new picture for American Horror Story for the next season. And I was like, wait, is there a trailer for that? And I clicked on it and I just started scrolling through the old seasons. I was like, I, maybe I'll rewatch those. I really enjoyed the first couple seasons. I don't know. We'll see. I had just watched 1984, uh, Spring Break of this year because for some reason i just kind of skipped that one and i loved it i love american story i was looking at going oh i was like can my kids watch this and i was like oh i remember some really bad scenes in there it's not so much the gore there's a lot of sex stuff that i'm just not comfortable Uh with so yeah yeah remember the whole thing is about will schuster well the guy who played will schuster and about how big his penis is Well, I was just looking, I was like, season one of that show was perfection. Like, I don't think you could get better. I That, oof, it was just so good to me. That was like mm-hmm. the perfect horror mix. But I was like, mm, there's some Grief. stuff that goes on in that that's kind of, hmm, not great yeah. for teens. No, no. But yeah, Murder House is my favorite. Mm. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to That So Original Podcast, the podcast that talks to you about original streaming programming on all of the apps on your phone and your TV and apparently talks to you about procedural drama shows on <laughs> network TVs too. That's but, the word network. That was one I was looking for. Ew. <laughs> but <laughs> that is not in our wheelhouse. We apologize for bringing that into your life. By the way, I am Kelly and I am here with Tiffany. Hi, Yay. Tiffany. We're talking about Cruel Summer, episode eight, and the title is proof take it away tiffany so these events happen august 30th of 93 94 95 we start off in 94 you know smack dab in the middle 
And we are caught back up with Greg, who is still pissed off that the key that Cindy found in Jeanette's jewelry box actually opens Martin's horse's house, and he's pissed. He asks her about it, and Jeanette says, wait, whoa, whoa, wait. I've only used it once to play hide-and-seek and complete one of our list items. Fingers behind my back, completely crossed, because I'm a liar pants. And Greg's like, I've been telling your mom to trust you, and you've been lying to my face. If Mallory or Vince say anything, or the police find out, this could kind of look really bad for you. So what we're going to do is we are going to go to the police and tell them first so they don't find this out later. And Jeanette's like, oh, this sounds sucky. I don't want to. Quick flashback to 1993, and it's also the first day of school, and Jeanette just got her braces off, and she's feeling great. Her teeth are feeling super slimy. She's cool. (laughs) Phase one of the transformation is complete. And she's wondering if anyone will notice, because there's going to be a lot going on today. Also, she's wearing Kate's scrunchie on her wrist, because girl has some issues. (laughs) So the family sits down to pancakes with blueberries, because... This is the first day of school. Fancy. And this is back when they all loved each other. Crease is telling us how he's driving himself to school because he needs to park close to the entrance because he's got bad knees and all. (laughs) So he's where they put the handicap spots. (laughs) He's got he's got to get to school. There's a bunch of like little bitty scenes until they get to like I don't know. Mm -hmm. So quick jump to 1995, and Jeanette is sitting with her lawyer and telling her how she found these chat logs. Crease found those chat logs. Thank you very much. I hope she gave him credit. (laughs) She did, that bitch. (laughs) I know. (laughs) They're saying, well, this shows that Kate went to Martin's willingly. This changes everything, just like we learned in the last episode. And Greg is so pleased he can piss himself. He's like, finally, my daughter (laughs) is not lying to me. And Jeanette has finally combed her hair because she's happy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And she's like, Kate won't answer any questions about the narrative that doesn't paint her as a saint. But in reality, she's a huge liar. And now we have proof. Did I mention I hate Jeanette? <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like her. And this is a Jeanette-heavy episode, which yes, are not my is. favorite. Yeah, it is. But there's also a lot to make fun of her for. So There is. I'm here for it. So it's 1994, and Jeanette and Vincent arrive in the parking lot at school. And I guess they've ditched the bikes by now because Jet, Jet, Jet. Jet. She'd be a lot cooler if her name was Jet. Yeah, she would. Because Jeanette is driving the minivan. And for some reason, Vince is taking pictures of her from the passenger seat. He says he's documenting their precious high school experience. Okay. Jeanette is worried about all the rumors about her and Kate that have been going around. So inside the school now with Ben and Jamie walking down the hall. And I guess Ben plays the sports because he's wearing a jersey. I said they're walking down the hall, big dick swinging. Because that's just how they're acting. Jamie is wearing a black tank top. And it's a wife beater because he beats girls. (laughs) You're exactly right. Tennille is eyeing Ben in the hall. But he is smiling and watching Vince, who's coming down the hall with Jeanette. And someone is like, is that Jeanette Turner? They're surprised she came because of the whole rumors. Like, shouldn't she be in juvie? She shouldn't be here. Oh my God, I can't believe she showed her face in school. Jamie is staring at her like a creep and the popular girls giggle and walk away. And then she's just like, all right, fuck them. And she and Vince just keep walking. I love when they came to school in the minivan and Vince says to her, I can't believe your mom didn't take the minivan. 
And Jeanette says, well, she didn't take a lot of things, like the trash out, and I have to do it and run into you every night. It's weird. <laughs> In uh, 1993, Cindy's like, uh, new year, new you, as she drops Jeanette off in the van that she didn't take. You know, uh-huh. she didn't take a lot of things. Vince and Mallory are outside the school, and Mallory immediately goes up to her, and she's like, oh, oh my God, are you wearing Kate's scrunchie? So, I guess she's been wearing it everywhere. She tries to, like, discreetly take it off and shove it in her bag. And Vincent breaks them up because they're going to start yanking out hair. And they turn to walk inside. And I was like, surprise, Martin is there. But I guess it's not actually a surprise because, I mean, he is the vice principal. Anyway, he says, it's going to be a great year. Is it, though? I don't think so. And that is certainly not what I want to hear on the first day of school after I have been used to sleeping in all summer long, Mr. Harris. Anyways, um, 1995. We're at some weird diner. Jeanette is sitting at a booth with her mother for some reason. I don't know. Cindy's back mm-hmm. in town. And Cindy's brought her a bracelet that she bought in Paris. And Jeanette's pissed because you were shopping while I was rotting here and my life was going to hell. Which, good point, Jeanette. I mean, yeah. your mom kind of bailed. Jeanette's telling her, well, I'm going to register for my GED because I found out shit on Kate. And now my life is great again. Mm-hmm. And she's calling her Cindy. Jeanette is calling her mother Cindy. And Cindy's like, it's yeah. mom. And Jeanette tells her, it's whatever I want it to be to be still sitting here. And I love that Cindy just every few seconds are, are you mad at me? Do you hate me? <laughs> I was like, oh, we all hate you, Cindy. Oh, my God. Jeanette is mad because her mother packed a bag and went to her Aunt Susan's without telling her and then forced visitation on her when she didn't even want to see her mother. I was like, oh, this is so stupid. Cindy is telling Jeanette that she needs to think about this lawsuit. She needs to think about what she's doing. Because aren't you going to feel bad about suing a kidnapping victim? I don't want you to have any regrets. And your dad's not going to tell you this stuff. Jeanette is instant to 100. No! He is a precious baby angel. You cannot say anything (laughs) bad about him. He's not perfect, but at least he stayed. And she storms off. So much drama. Uh, it's 1995. Still. Still 1995. I don't know if it's later that same day. I don't know if it's a week before. We don't know. We have no context. Jamie is at Angela's bar applying for a job. And she says, um, no, I can't have someone with a record working for me. I was like, is this the only place in town? Go work at the video store for fuck's sake. You know Jeanette's dad is banging the owner here. Like, why... Why would you pick that place to apply? No one ever goes there. She doesn't need help. Truth. Go to McDonald's. They don't have a McDonald's. It's fucking Skyland. They gotta have something. (laughs) God almighty, these people. (sighs) Okay. It's making me, like, out of breath just doing this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just sighing this much is really takes it out of you. For reals. So 1994, Captain and Tennille are talking about Kate being on the Marsha Bailey show, and she's so lucky. And Ben's like, I don't know if lucky is the right word. You know, I mean, she was kidnapped and something's <laughs> happened. Tennille is not thrown off by this at all because she immediately asks, "Why catch a movie Friday? He's like, with the crew. And she's like, um, no, just me and you. And he's like, yeah, I got training to do. She immediately turns her hurt and embarrassment and channels it into bullying Jeanette. Like, ah, here's Jeanette. Isn't she stupid? I don't even know what she said. I didn't write it down. What are you looking at, you creep? There you go. Yeah. 
So back in 1995, Anjanette, who is practically running away from her mother, and there's a photographer following her trying to get a picture, and randomly Jamie is also outside because we know that he's stalking her, and he wants to talk to her. She's like, I can't stay out here in the public for long. If I do, there'll be a dozen more paparazzi at any moment. And he's like, well, I mean, like, can you come in my garage later and talk? And she just gets in the car and leaves. In 1993, Jeanette and Mallory and Vincent are outside of school. And I was like, did these kids actually have school in school? Like, they did absolutely nothing in this episode that was school-related. She has a VHS tape. And they call it the prank tape. And this is apparently also a list item. Mallory's plan. She's going to sneak into the AV room. And Jeanette and Vincent are going to stay and watch outside. Jeanette has decided that the list is pretty lame, and she's like, well, I thought the list was a summer thing, and summer's over, so can we, like, grow the fuck up and quit doing the stupid list? And Mallory's like, not until the list is complete! (laughs) So Mallory and Vincent go inside while Jeanette stays outside because she's like, so she has to ask somebody a question, who cares, I didn't even write it down. A teacher. A teacher. Okay, sure. She's actually eavesdropping on Jamie who's talking to Ben and Captain Tennille about his hangover and how it will probably be years before he drinks that much again. Spoiler alert, it's not. They're suddenly like, have you seen Kate? No, no one's seen her. And Jamie's like, well, I made her late for her birthday last night. Hopefully she's not mad at me. I'll go call her. How? Is he like calling her at her house? He's calling her at the payphone at the school, which is how I called people Sometimes when I was waiting for someone to pick me up from school, there was a payphone right outside of the school, and I actually didn't have anybody that I could call because I was a loser, so I would call 1-800-4-WHALES, <laughs> and just go with me. Okay, you know how Free Willy was really big <laughs> back then? <laughs> Shut up. I really, really liked that movie. And I was going to be a marine biologist. In fact, I went into college wanting to be a marine biologist. <laughs> and so at the end of that movie, it says you can call 1-800-4-WHALES to, like, get more information about whales. And <laughs> so when I was born, I would call 1-800-4-WHALES from the, from the school payphone. See, and there's another tidbit of information that you're not going to know about me unless... <laughs> You were my three friends in high school, or you listened to this show. Anyway. Meanwhile, I used the payphone to make, I would make collect calls and call home. <laughs> I'd call home and they'd say, you know, state your name at the tone. And I'd say, come pick me up! And, really, and then they wouldn't, and then they wouldn't have to accept the charges and they'd come pick me up. <laughs> Two ends, ends of the spectrum. Well. <laughs> Oh, how did we end up here? So he gets up to go to the payphone and call for the whales and walks by Jeanette. And he's like, hey, jailbird. And Jeanette's like, oh, my God. He talks to me. I'm so cool. Oh, Jeanette. Oh. You're about as cool as I was in high school, Jeanette. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wheeze. Oh, Okay. So 1994, Jeanette has had it with the bullying and taunting, and she's leaving. She's out of school. She's getting out of there. And Vincent follows her and says, you know, don't give him the satisfaction of running you off. You should stay. And she's like, listen, you don't want to be seen with me. I'm bad news. (laughs) (laughs) They'll hate you, too, especially now that you're dating Ben. Like, she says it super loud, like, so everybody will see. (laughs) 
And she's like, the rumor mill is going to keep spinning, but I don't want to see you in it. He says, yeah, whatever. I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, he says he'll call her later and she says for his own good, he shouldn't call her. Uh, I'm bad news. collect. <laughs> she did it's me! <laughs> Maybe I called the tiger. I'm taking out the trash. <laughs> oh, God. This is a later at night recording, if no one could tell. This is an <laughs> after dark episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so... <sighs> Jeanette runs off. Vincent turns around and sees Jamie is staring after Jeanette. Vincent asks, like, what are you doing? Why are you being such a creeper? Jamie's like, I was just checking on her with my fist. Vincent's like, you forfeited your right to check on her when you dropped her on a dime. Jamie says, it's more complicated than that. And I was like, where's the complication? I don't know what it is. No, that's pretty simple. (laughs) You're an asshole. You hit her. End of story. And he's like, well, people have been torturing her today. They, I mean, they've been torturing her for the last few months. You didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And Vincent tells him, you started it when you gave her a black eye. Which I still don't understand. We've this how many episodes in, and I still don't understand how, why he punched her. No. Anyways, he and Vincent tells him, you know that feeling you're feeling right now, Jamie? It's guilt. What? There's a quick cut to 1994. Jamie is still in a, the same wife beater, sitting in his car, <laughs> listening to a recording of people... Like, saying their vows, it's very unclear. And it's this little music playing. And he pulls a flask from his glove compartment and just starts day drinking. Because that's just his life now, I guess. Yeah, that's his MO now. In 1993, Mallory and Vincent are in the hallway at school. Because nobody actually goes to school at school. And she's telling him how this morning she had set up the sprinkler to get Mr. Harris. It's a real laugh riot, Mallory. How did she do this, though? Like... I don't know. Must have just messed with his timers on his sprinklers. Was that a thing? I thought you could have let you to do that like from inside your house, but maybe, I don't know. We weren't that fancy, so maybe. I've I've never had a sprinkler in my life. What are you (laughs) talking about? Jeanette walks over because she's been outside, I don't know, pretending to ask a teacher a question. And Mallory's like, that took forever. And Jeanette says, I had to pee. Is that allowed? God, Mallory just rolls her eyes. So they're working out the details of this plan to get uh, Mallory into the AV room. And Jeanette's like, wow, this is like really time consuming. And Mallory's like, you got someplace better to be? And I was like, any other place? I was like, class? Didn't we just go over this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's one option. Jeanette's like, no. So Mallory delegates who watches what hall and it's game time. Vince is in one hallway and ben approaches him so i was like well there goes your lookout for that (laughs) this is over vincent leads with did your mom die because so did mine like almost three years ago and so i guess that we have that in common so we should probably date forever and if you want to talk some time about it i mean that would be cool and ben's like well how about now right so sure first day of school nobody will miss us Mm -hmm. no So he and Ben are sitting in the bleachers talking about their moms, and Ben's mom died of cancer when he was 13, and Vincent's mom died in a car accident. Ben asks Vincent if he remembers the last thing he said to his mom. He says he asked her to pick up some string cheese on the way home, which is just so pure and so Vincent. 
Ben says that he wanted to tell his mother something, but he chickened out, so he just told her that he loved her. Vincent asks what he chickened out about, and Ben, like, hooks his pinky around Vincent's, and we all know what it was that he was going to tell his mom, but... This bothers me so much. They do this in movies and stuff all the time. Is there a tracking process for, like, for gay kids that I'm unaware of? Because, the like, the aggressive person always knows that the shy person is gay. Well, I'm like, well, how do you know if they weren't bi or questioning or just not into you? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know how any of that works. Okay. 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 (laughs) I love this next scene. It's so stupid. It's my favorite. So we're back to 1995. And Jamie is chilling in his garage workout room drinking a beer when Jeanette comes in because she wants to be murdered. I mean, she's been invited to his garage (laughs) to chat, quotation marks. She comes in, she's like, so what do you want? He's like, do you want to sit down, like, on my weight bench? And she's like, no. He's like, that's fair. (laughs) 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 And she's like, I can't sit with you. You called me a bitch and punched me in the face. I have to know, is this the only thing that's happened? Because, I mean, it's, it's enough for me, but they're acting like it's more. He had a gun in his glove compartment on, like, episode one. Right. So what was that shit about? You ever going to come I back to that, Hulu? I'd like to know. Or Freeform, whatever the frick you are. Jamie says, well, I regret punching you every day and I'll regret it for the rest of my life. I got caught in a macho protective protective thing. I'm sorry. I've been trying to tell you it by stalking you. Was I not clear? <laughs> <sighs> I thought I was defending Kate. I had no reason not to believe her. Jeanette's instantly irritated. You believed her over me. You knew me. You stuck your tongue down my throat. Now who do you believe? And uh, I just have in my notes, I'm glad the 12-year-old girl and her cat who write this show are enjoying themselves. Because this is so dumb. It's the They're dumbest the only ones. show. There's a quick cut to 1994, and Greg is on the phone, apparently talking to Cindy, explaining that what Jeanette has told him about the key. He's like... Um, just so you know, Cindy, you were right, and I was wrong, just come home. And then you hear him say, fine, don't come home! <laughs> I don't know what she said, but he's best. I'd love to know. And it's must it's the middle of the day, apparently, because Jeanette comes storming in, and he's like, what are you doing here? She's like, I hate it at school, I'm not going back, I'm dropping out, and I'm going to go crawl under a rock. And he says, um, well, no, first we're going to go to the police station because you got to tell them about this key because your actions have consequences, just like your mother and her desire not to come fucking home. (sighs) This family. So, okay, back in 93, we're still doing this whole thing, the AV room. This is so stupid. This This AV room is from 1972 and not the 90s. Holy shit. Yeah. So she's twirling around in a chair, unaware that she has already lost one of her lookouts. Suddenly, Joy Wallace is click-clacking in her heels down the hall, and Jeanette runs to hide real quick. And Joy walks up to Martin's office and asks, Do you know where my daughter is? Quick cut to 1995, Angela comes home to Dad Greg's house and tells him that Cindy came to see her. Why haven't you been honest with me? So we got these two cliffhangers. Oh my God. What is going to happen? Back to the office with Joy and Martin. And he says, well, I mean, it's lunchtime. So I would think <laughs> she's always lunch. lunchtime at this stupid school. <laughs> yeah. Have they gone to a classroom? <laughs> nope. I've just seen them out in the yard at the tables. Joy says, I'm not 
actually even sure that she showed up at school today. And she asks if he's seen her. He says, well, it's a big school. You should probably check the main office. And she says, look, you've been around our family long enough. You know that one time you came hunting with us to know how we do things. We try to save face as much as humanly possible. And he's like, let me make a call. Well, he calls the freaking secretary in the front office and has her run through today's absences. And Kate is on the list. So Joy starts freaking out. It's alphabetical. So, you know, she's going to wait through all of them to get to Wallace. (laughs) She is on the list. Joy's telling him about last night and Martin is flashing through these images of Kate showing up at his house. And he says, I'm sure she's safe. Joy says, not showing up at school is new for her. Maybe we should call the police. And he's like, no, 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 no. I thought we were doing things quietly. She's been missing all night and you haven't called the cops. I wouldn't want them to think you were like negligent or anything. (laughs) And he says, Kate's a good girl. I'm sure she'll come home. Outside the office, Jeanette is like, holy shit, because she's been listening to this whole thing. Joy comes out of Martin's office and she goes one way. Um, Jeanette like creepily follows her down the halls and outside. And then she, for some reason she calls after Joy. This is just so stupid. She's like, oh, hey, Cindy's girl. And Jeanette says, I'm Kate's friend. And I love how Joy says, now that part doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> She's, well, I mean, we're new friends. But like, if you need anything, I'm here. And Joy says, what would I ever need from you? so this is how Jeanette I don't remember what episode this was but when Jamie was like you told me that Kate was missing before anybody else knew how was that possible and so now we know how Jeanette knew that Kate was missing before everybody else I love how they cleared that up an eavesdropper. they cleared that up but they never cleared up the freaking gun in the glove compartment thing I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that's about nope. so 1994 And Greg is at Angela's bar for the third time this week. Uh, She's beginning to think he has a drinking problem. And he's like, I don't drink so much as come here for the company. And I was like, oh, so we see what you're doing. Your wife's barely been gone a day. Calm down, Greg. Yeah. And Rod comes in for some reason and asks for quarters for the meter because he's picking up a cake for from the bakery. And I was like, this bar is in the middle of the freaking nowhere there's a bakery with a meter nearby right i remember that outside scene i thought it was a prison because it is in the middle of nowhere i thought it was an abandoned building <laughs> and why would you go in there for quarters like it's the dumbest <laughs> thing in the middle of the day so he it's just so he can take a moment to stare down greg and then he stomps out and angela's just looking at the both of them like oh wow that was tense and Greg says, yeah, he and his wife are spreading false rumors about my daughter. Okay. Cut back to 1995, where Angela has sat down with Greg about, you know, she's she's told him all about Cindy, and he need to come clean with her. And she's pissed because Greg told her Jeanette wasn't involved at all with what happened with Kate. And he's a big old liar because Cindy says she was. I'm like, why would you believe the ex? You know, that they always have an ex to grind, but whatever. And she says she had a key to his house. And Greg's like, listen, here's the thing. We met. My business was falling apart. My daughter was the town pariah. Still kind of is. And my wife left me. I told you everything. And Angela comes back with, you didn't tell me about the key. Cool it. Fuck the key. Who cares? And (sighs) 
Um, seriously, I don't think that you need to be privy to that information, Angela. You've only been dating for, you know, however many months. Greg says she had that key from hide and seek two years ago. I don't, shouldn't have to, you know, explain this to you. And he's like, I'm a hater, hand it over to the police. So no, I don't believe my daughter had anything to do with Kate. And Angela's, well, that may clear up the key business, but there's something else. You said Cindy left you and she says you're a liar. She told me you asked her space to work things out and you shut down. How dare you? Craig says, well, you know, she packed a bag and walked out. And when I told her to come home, she fucking didn't. So, <laughs> and I, I do not understand this for anything. Angela tells him, I don't want to stand the way of two people who should still be married. How should they still be married? Uh, they hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't that great to begin with. a flight with. attendant in Paris. She doesn't want to go back. And he tells her, Cindy was my high school sweetheart. We shared property and children, but our marriage was sensible. It ran its course. But you and me, Angela, feels right. I'm myself when I'm with you. She's like, I like that guy. And I threw up my dinner because it's so dumb. I hate them both. <sighs> yeah. Where's Crease? I'd rather watch a Crease show than these two idiots. <laughs> I love Crease. Oh, so back with Mallory in the frickin' AV room and she pops in the tape and I really don't understand what it's showing. It's like there's a teacher with toilet paper stuck to her shoe in the parking lot. Oh. I'm like, how is that a prank? Did they stick it to her shoe? <laughs> I need to know. I don't know. And so much for the lookouts. We knew they were gone because suddenly Martin is in the room asking, what are you doing here? And she's like, chill, Mr. Harris. It's a prank. It's a video of the teachers doing silly things and it's playing instead of the afternoon announcements. Don't suspend me. Why do they have afternoon announcements? They haven't even had a freaking class. <laughs> it's like after breakfast, but before <laughs> lunch and then, but yeah. So there's even footage of Martin leaving his house this morning. And he snatches the video out of the tape player and he's like, you've got detention. She storms out of the room looking for her lookouts who are no longer looking out. And she finds him. She rips him a new one in the middle of the hall. But Jeanette has had it. She's like, oh, uh, yeah, we left you. Hey, remember that time that we got caught for shoplifting and you left us to get arrested by the mall police? I'm tired of you pushing me around. Now this has become a spectacle and everyone is watching this argument. Jeanette says, maybe I want to make new friends. And Mallory says, so you don't want to be friends with me and Vincent anymore? And Jeanette's like, um, actually, I didn't say anything about Vincent. <laughs> and like, Mallory oh. starts crying. <laughs> Mallory starts crying and runs away. Back with Jamie and his flask in the car. And Ben gets in and Jamie is going to drive him to the field i was so, like why is the field not at their school where the okay. fuck is the field i have so many questions later after this goes down so quick to 1995 and jamie is telling jeanette he tried to apologize last year he saw the way she, people were torturing her and he really wanted to talk to her so in this story is intercut with jamie in 1994 drunkenly driving ben and all he's thinking about is how much he wants to get to Jeanette. Ben just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, realizes that Jamie is drunk off his ass. Like, I don't know how he didn't <laughs> notice that before. His wife beater was all askew. And he's like, well, I just needed liquid courage to talk to Jeanette and, like, to get through algebra. It's rough, man. <laughs> we see Ben is screaming, Jamie, you're drunk. Jamie, you're drunk. Jamie, stop. As car breaks wheel and Jamie slams into another car. Quick cut back to 1995, and Jamie says, 
I ruined my best friend's future. <sighs> then quit back to 1994, and Jamie is getting taken away in handcuffs, which seems excessive for uh, minor drunk driving, but okay. Ben is being hauled away in an ambulance, they say with a severe compound fracture, but he's sitting on a on a stretcher and his like shoulder is all covered in bloody gauze, so I don't <laughs> yeah. know what's happening. It's like, what the hell? And somehow all of the kids from the school are there standing around, like they all run from the playground, they're like... <laughs> You guys, this way. It's like he had to drive to the field. So how far away was the field? Because like this was in traffic that he was driving. But all of a sudden they're by the school enough that all these kids can come and see this ambulance. I <laughs> do not understand. Maybe they all rode the ambulance on the way there. It was like a clown <laughs> car. They all came out. But um, Vince comes running up when he sees Ben on the stretcher and runs over and grabs his hands and offers to come with him. Ben takes one look at everybody staring and looks at Vince and says, no, no, man, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Sorry. And Vince and Tennille tearfully watch the ambulance pull away with their long lost love because. <laughs> yes, they both love Ben. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this next little, this is not quite done because yeah. cut to 1995 where Ben is attempting to lift weights with a giant scar on his shoulder. Like, he's in a wife beater now. And he's trying with that arm and he can't get it up. And he's looking at his football jersey that is still sitting out on his chair, taunting him a year later. Put that shit away if it bothers you. Like, have your maid take it out of your house. What is happening? <laughs> I was thinking back to, like, when he was doing his deposition and the lawyer was like, so do you blame Jeanette for all of this? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, how? This is a thousand percent Jamie's fault. I guess because Jamie was going to see Jeanette. He's driving drunk. He's the one that got in the accident. This is Jamie's fault. How in the hell? Well, and I don't understand. Okay, if you flash back to that. That call with Vincent, don't you understand that talking to you hurts me? I was like, what did Vincent do but try to be there for you when you got hurt? Uh, I was expecting more Cruel Summer. I was expecting a totally different story. Same. So, quickly back in the garage, Jamie says that, thank goodness the other driver was okay, and then they bond a little bit over how shitty their lives are, and then she asks him about a tape recorder that's sitting there. Back in 1993, Jeanette is standing outside, and Jamie comes out, and he's like, wow, you got your braces off. It was so great when I got mine off, and he tells her she has a great smile, and he goes to walk away, and she doesn't want to end this conversation, so she tells him the first thing she can think of. Oh, I heard that Kate is missing, and he's like, what? And she says, well... She's not at school. I mean, obviously, we all know she's not at school, but she's not at home either. And Miss Wallace reported her missing to Mr. Harris. And he's like, I gotta go. And then he runs away. I love that she says to him, they always suspect the boyfriend first. So I thought I'd warn you. <laughs> we all know how like you, you like to punch girls. So we're thinking. Mm. So back in the garage, Jamie is telling Jeanette how a few months after Kate went missing on Christmas Eve, he got a message on his answering machine. And he thought it might have something to do with Kate. How? I don't know how you could connect this right. to Kate unless you knew all of the other stuff that we'll find out at some point in the next couple of episodes. Jeanette wants to hear it and he plays it. And she immediately gets up, grabs her purse, doesn't say anything. She's just like, I gotta go. 
So then she's banging on Mallory's door. She says she needs a favor. I need the snow globe. Mallory's like, why would I still have that? And Jeanette says, come on, it's important. Mallory says, well, I don't have it anymore because we're not friends anymore. So I threw it away. Cut to Mallory in her bedroom, (laughs) digging a box out from under the bed. And inside it is, of course, what else? A snow globe. The snow globe, I guess. Then back in 1993, Martin goes back to his office and pops in the tape and he watches himself come out of his house and the sprinkler comes on. Ha, it's hilarious. And he keeps rewinding it over and over and over and then he takes it out and smashes it on the floor. It's a cruel, cruel, cruel summer. As he's like looking at himself coming out of the house, you can see Kate in the window looking out at him. I just love that Mallory pulls that snow globe out and lets the snow fall ominously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this show's stupid. (laughs) Ah, green. Like, it has its moments. Like, I don't... I could watch the Kate crap all day long, I think. Or, I mean, I could watch it a lot. This Jeanette. Jeanette could get run over, and I'd be like, that was an interesting part of the show. <laughs> uh, it's too yeah. bad. <laughs> I like the next two episodes. This episode, I, I could hardly even remember when I was reading back over my notes. I was like, ugh, this episode was dumb. The next two episodes, I think, are... Um, I mean, I wouldn't say they're good. That's not the right word. They're m- way more interesting. Like, you got a lot more information coming up, people. A lot. Yeah. Um, this next one. Except for you're not ever going to find out about the gun. That's, no. That, that's, just spoiler no. alert. They never bring that up again. Um, yeah. This next episode is really good. I like this next mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. If you wanted to tell us. Okay. Let me think back <laughs> to this episode. Hey, phone. Oh, God. Yes. If you want to tell us what or who you used to call on payphone when you were bored or didn't have a quarter you could do that at a few different places and where are some of those places tiffany um well i would love to hear these payphone thoughts at fa- beat beat my payphone story yes beat, yes beat kelly's pathetic pathetic whale story <laughs> even if it's the time lady it's gotta beat whales <laughs> at Facebook at That's So Original Podcast at Instagram at That's So Original Podcast you can email us at That's So Original Podcast dot com at Google no let's try uh, that again you can email <laughs> us at That's So Original Podcast at gmail dot com you can go to our That's website and you know just send us something there at That's So Original Podcast dot com mm-hmm. you can go on Twitter at That's So Pod and you know what? There. I'd never know because I keep forgetting to check my Twitter. <laughs> and it'd be amazing because out of the blue, I might have something on Twitter. You can like and review us on iTunes. You can leave your payphone story there. Nobody says you can't. Mm-hmm. They're not nope. policing that crap. And you can follow us or whatever the hell it's called on Spotify. Yeah. It is called follow. Yep. Our little tracker thing said that like, Four people listen to an episode on Spotify in one day. What? I know. Where are you? Where are you? Four people. I demand your correspondence right now. I Do feel it. like you. If you were the if you were listening on Spotify, which I don't know a lot of people that listen on Spotify, you need to raise your hand proudly and say I'm a Spotify listener and let us know because, come on, yeah, yeah. 
Because yeah, I think you have to pay for that shit. Don't you have to pay for Spotify? Uh, I pay for Spotify because I have, like, not premium. Well, maybe I do have premium. Like, I have no ads, and I can just listen to whatever song I want and stuff like that. But there is a free Spotify version. Well, if you're, you if you're, if you're shelling out bucks for Spotify, you need to let us know. Because I'm listening through the podcast app on my on my iPhone, so I don't know about the Spotify. So let me know. I listen to a couple of podcasts on Spotify that are Spotify exclusive. Oh, I know. I didn't think about that. Shout out to the last podcast on the left. I'm so sure they need our shout out. Our are publicity. They Spotify, You're welcome. I, are they Spotify only? Because I are. swear I had them yeah. on Insta. Uh, I had them on my... I, you had them. Oh, they left? You did. You had them. Oh, yep. I see how that goes. I know. Okay. I will talk to you. Well, no, not I. We will talk to you. Good Lord. This needs to end. We shouldn't record after... Like after 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. You guys, it's 7.30. It's <laughs> so late. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. da do we have the same disease? What is happening? <laughs> if I laugh, I get coffee. <clears throat> coffee, not the drink. Okay. Like it comes out of your nose or like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You good? You good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the outtakes on this one are going to be fun. <sighs> it's, it's just going to be us just hacking <laughs> up, up hairballs. All right.